thank you so much for joining us on the Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco with Barco Financial, and today we're going to have a little overview of logistics, the keys to planning, and how to avoid these mistakes that so often impact the trajectory of our future, our goals, our dreams. And while this one is geared a little towards business owners, we're going to talk about these five mistakes that business owners should avoid. We're also going to see things here that can apply to us no matter where we are. And hey, Matt, you know, you may not own a business now, but never say never. That's right, Tommy. And I think it was Sidney Frank who started uh, Grey Goose. Now, we probably all don't have the money that Sidney Frank has, but uh, started Grey Goose in his mid to late 70s. So you just never know. As you like to say, as life unfolds and needs evolve, things can definitely change. That's right. And you know, I have a business degree and a finance degree and I see things in everyday life that apply to what I learned. And some of these concepts here are really universal. Don't tune us out, take a listen. And I think you'll benefit from some of these concepts as well. And to all of our business owners, hey, the backbone of America, small businesses prior to this pandemic were an extremely strong and large portion of the U.S. economy. And unfortunately, we saw a lot of casualties as a result of this across the country and across the world for that matter. But they're still there. They're still hiring people. They're still making our lives all better. And we're going to help you guys out today. The key premise here is that small business owners ultimately, usually, and this applies to me as well, spend a ton of time and energy actually focusing on building their companies. And they don't focus as much as they should on their personal financial lives. So the difference between us and just the average worker in America is that we have a business that we kind of think about falling back on or passing on or selling, and that's kind of part of our retirement plan. But we really need structure or a strategy around financial success and this work optional lifestyle because, hey, you just never know what the future holds. You don't know how short uh, you'll want to remain in this area or how rapidly things will change. And so our goal with this is to point out some costly mistakes that you can avoid and give everyone some confidence to plan for a retirement that you deserve. Well, Tommy, and that leads into, uh, I would say, a near perfect segue (laughs) talking about mistake number one of our five total retirement mistakes that small business owners make, and that is not creating a retirement roadmap. Yeah, Matt, this is where we absolutely have to start not creating a retirement roadmap is simply not having a plan, right? And we often talk about the difference between a dream and a goal as a plan. And so as a business owner, running around, growing the company, focusing and investing your time and energy, I mean, that's the priority. And so with all these responsibilities, there is often this neglect of taking care of the personal financial life. So it ends up on the back burner So if you don't have a plan in place of what you're intending to achieve, then you will surely miss the mark. And the irony here with us is, Matt, that we make so many plans and have so many goals for the business. And that's why we're able to succeed in this area. But we need to take and apply these things to our financial lives as well. And so we talk about work optional lifestyle all the time, and that's the key place to start. So what you want to do here is think ahead and define some of these ideals. When do you want to make work optional? Ideally, what would that look like for you? 
a time period? What would the lifestyle be that you want to enjoy? And then work backwards from there to see what kind of strategies you need to build to achieve those goals. And then finally, and this is key in any goal setting exercise, is hold yourself accountable. So the busyness of running the business or spending time with your family, unplugging, all those things can actually distract from you staying accountable to the plan that you've helped create. Well, Tommy, it's interesting you say to work backwards because, you know, this is something we talked about on, I think it was the first season. Uh, The episode is around the essential planning approach where we went through and you talk about having a quarterly Mm offsite meeting to talk about your financial goals, your career goals, and your life goals. So I think that's probably a great place to start if you haven't adopted that already. And it, as you said, can help you work backwards into it. Because if you know what you want, then you know what it's going to take to get there. And then maybe you uncover, you know, when you're goal setting, setting smart goals, you uncover that, I that's actually not possible. So then I have to go back and adjust, you know, that, that house in Monte Carlo and Venice and whatever isn't possible with the amount of income we make and growing my company to X is not going to be possible uh, in the time frame that I have. So then you have to obviously revise what is acceptable for you to as a goal. So and that actually kind of leads into the uh, mistake number two, Uh, which is not having an exit strategy is you've built this business and now how do you get out? Yeah, exactly. And the reality here is the business usually does have some value, but it may or may not be as much as we think, right? We've poured tons of time, energy, and effort into this business. And so I don't know if you're familiar with sunk cost bias, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The concept of, you know, I've got so much invested here and therefore it is more of, I perceive that it's more valuable than it actually is. And that can be a big problem. The other problem is we think as business owners that this is going to be a succession plan within our family or even within the company. And the truth is only 30% of businesses have a history of surviving to the second generation and then only 12% to the third generation. So this dream of having these legacies of, you know, business owners and this succession planning within our family is just not always the the reality. These are exceptions to the rule. And the flip side of that is, you know, 50 plus percent think that this will pass on to that next generation. So it's really important to have a plan around this. So step one is define the ideal exit strategy. See how realistic that is. Is it to sell it? Is it to pass it on? Is it to find someone outside to step in and take it over? Then determine the real value of the business. So you'll probably have to hire someone to come in and perform a valuation of the company. Get a couple of opinions here if you can and set some ranges right this would be the same for selling anything of value and that may be a decade away but it's still wise to go ahead and get those valuations in place and then you can kind of monitor fluctuations changes in the market different opportunities that may present themselves and you're not scrambling with no information and once you have a strategy do your very very best to stick to that strategy so you may want to begin hiring people 
to step in that may ultimately be successors. You may want to adjust what you offer, simplify things, become franchise ready, if you will, scale in certain ways, all kinds of other changes to really begin to implement this exit strategy even now. Well, in doing that now, Tommy, I think it's it's going to save you, obviously, in the long run. But think of it uh, a different way. Think about if you've ever sold your house. You went and talked to the realtor. You said, how much can we get? They give you probably a range of what the offer is. And then they probably tell you some things that, well, if you paint this, if you do this, if you do that, it'll actually increase the value of your house by X. And that expert is going to be able to do the same thing for your business But just like when you're trying to sell your house, if you're in a big hurry, because maybe you've got a contract on another one, now you're starting to rush and you don't have enough time to complete those, it's going to increase that valuation. Same thing with the business. Um, A lot of valuation is usually around recurring revenue. So how fast can you kick that up if you're a year away from retirement as opposed to 10 years away from retirement? Mm -hmm. That's a great analogy. Well, and I think that's a good segue, Tommy, to mistake number three, which is not having a separate retirement savings. And this really is around kind of not putting all your eggs in one basket, because if you don't get that valuation that you're looking for, now that work optional lifestyle could potentially not happen. Yeah, for sure. You know, you may find yourself in a situation where you have to significantly delay your plans and nobody wants to do that. So that's the whole purpose of identifying these mistakes and avoiding them, building a retirement plan that complements your business is super easy. It's just something that we often neglect. We're either focusing our time on the business and not really even considering this as an option, or we're doing what we already talked about, which is focusing on the business being kind of that anchor, that lifeline for the future, which you just mentioned may not be the case, or it's not investing enough money outside of the business. So sometimes we find ourselves just funneling all of our resources, all of our money, all of our energy into the business itself. So rather than reinvesting everything into the business, that may be necessary for a period of time, but you need to go ahead and begin to outline a plan to begin diverting your dollars, some of your money into other options, other plans. And there's a lot of importance here for everybody, you know, the the uh, employees of business owners or people that work for large companies, they may have all of their eggs, so to speak, in the 401k basket. And it's not a bad thing. It works for a lot of people, but it's nice to have options. It's nice to have other sources from retirement income, other investments. And this is all part of creating that plan and sticking to it. So for the business owner, what you need to do now is balance the personal finances with your business or professional finances and make some decisions on how much to invest. Do it periodically, do it monthly, do it regularly. Explore some different investment strategies, retirement plans that are available to you as a business owner. This could be SEP IRAs or 401ks, things that give you access to larger amounts of money that you can put away that can move the needle for you, especially if you're starting a little late. And like we mentioned with the others, stick to the plan, right? Create the budget and stay disciplined with the ways that you're going to contribute, what you're going to contribute to, and this will be able to accelerate these plans for you. I think it's just smart to have that added protection, Tommy. When you think about um, certain types of business, it might be one that you don't ever sell. 
I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's not going to be that common, but you could be in the fax machine creating business and it's kind of a little bit of a dying breed, right? There's those <laughs> things that start to become obsolete depending on the type of business that you're in. So having that protection is there. And speaking of protection, number four, mistake number four, not having sufficient life insurance coverage. That's right. You know, most people are familiar with the importance of needing life insurance because, Matt, you're 100% guaranteed to die. <laughs> so this is a no-brainer. Um, when you look back at, like, Dave Ramsey's baby steps, you know, the insurance is not a baby step. It's before all the baby steps. It's something that you want to secure as soon as you can, and you're going to be more insurable the sooner you start. But the reality is with business owners, things are a little more complex than just a typical individual preparing for his family, his or her family. So it is important to have something there to secure the family's financial security, but you also have extra liabilities, possibly have some business collateral, things that are uh, loans that have been taken out on the business, uh, personal assets, things that could be there even after you pass away that are due or that the business owes So there may be some enhanced liabilities that you want to plan for, and you don't want your family on the hook for that debt from the business. There may be important things that need to be replaced should you pass, right? Certain skill sets. And so this level of protection from life insurance really gives a lot of peace of mind and shores up a lot of these gaps. Yeah, Tommy, eliminating or avoiding gaps is obviously ideal for every business owner and I'm going to sound like a broken record, ties into mistake number five, which is not hiring outside support. And this one would be similar to our essential resource network that is going to be able to help get you to the very end. And the best example I can give for this or analogy would be cutting your grass. You can cut your own grass. You can spend the 30 minutes to an hour and a half or do all the landscaping and all of that. Or you could hire an expert for it that is going to be able to free up your time. And that's really what this is about is you can't possibly know everything there is about taxes or regulatory issues. So having an outside expert come in is going to really help um, spread some of not only the liability, but also help with your time and being able to spend it more on your business rather than in your business. Yeah. And most of the business owners we work with really get this and this is because they're specialists they focus on what they do and focus on doing it really well and they delegate a lot of other things you know whether it's outsourcing or contracting out different aspects of what they're selling or the service they're providing or the product they're creating and so it's the same in your personal life on on the professional side personally and financially you're very likely going to need a tax professional that has a philosophical alignment with how you do business and what you're trying to accomplish. And if you don't need it now, you're very likely going to need different legal professionals and attorneys that have a philosophical alignment and can see the full picture and what you're trying to accomplish. Starting to sound like a broken record here. Finally, you're going to need a financial professional and it may not be something that you need immediately, but eventually as the business grows, as your life unfolds, as your needs evolve, you're going to need a financial professional that has philosophical alignment, that sees the big picture. And all of these things are intertwined. And so it's very important to make sure that all these pieces of the puzzle have come together in a way that you have the complete picture. 
And so we have a network of people that we can connect you with. And of course, our services may be a good fit for you as well. But an important and final mistake to avoid is trying to just go it alone and not have a team that helps support and facilitate these different facets of your professional life and of the business. Well, Tommy, we are quite a few minutes longer than we normally go. Why don't you wrap this thing up? Yeah, there's a lot of information here, Matt, and we have a lot of resources on this topic. So if you'd like more information, reach out. Hey, and until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. and Keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.